TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He will be the first human being to live to 150. He is Dr. <laughs> Damien Christoph. Hello, Centurion, half Centurion and half Centurion. Ah, oh, how are you, mate? Mate, I tell you what, it would be um, amazing. That would mean I'm less than one-third of the way through my life. That excites me a little bit, but um, interesting the way in which they're talking about doing this at the moment. But I reckon if um, I reckon if there was to be a, a coin tossed, I've probably done more damage to my body in my lifetime than you have in your lifetime. And given you know what you know and you've learned what you've learned in the time that you and I have known each other, you are more likely to live to 150 than I am, I reckon. <laughs> it could be you. It could be you, well, PC. We could just stop. We could press. We could stop pressing record and start having a little inventory of the damage we've done to our respective bodies. <laughs> over a- <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Our respective football teams have uh, reversed the aging process oh, this week. I'll tell you yeah. what. They've definitely added a couple of decades. I'm. I'm definitely going to be 140 at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but um, look, I think it's a. It's a really good time to have this conversation because it. I feel that the longer we do this podcast demo, the more people we come across that are genuinely scared of aging, uh, of getting older. And, um, you know, we're both talking about at the moment just the, uh, and we'll we'll put this in the show notes, but there's a a lot of um, media around the fight against aging. And and we're going to have a chat about this on this episode of 100 Not Out, particularly uh, parts of whether it's something that we do need to fight against but we're going to talk about and again we'll, we'll give an we'll give the the summary on this episode and and link to the show notes but one of the more esteemed um i suppose uh, well, well professor david sinclair who's been featured on a number of ted talks um particularly around aging and and the fight against aging and we'll say it straight from the top on a philosophical level both damien and i uh, vehemently disagree with the philosophy that professor david sinclair um talks about and there's no problems in saying that but it's it's still a wonderful way to uh, have, have a conversation around aging but i think um the challenge we have demo is that there's a belief that aging is something that we have to fight against which is just the wrong language i reckon mate i think it's uh, it's a bit ridiculous because when you consider the whole concept of aging um, it's something that we move through, and if you're fighting it, like I, I just kind of, I don't know many species or many things that actually live longer in the state of fight or flight. Do you? I don't, and I feel like the whole conversation around fighting anything, but particularly something as natural as aging, is um, it goes against all natural law. And as we, I suppose, you know, for well, personally speaking, I know Bruce Lipton kind of. Uh, opened my eyes for the very first time in in uh, I suppose sharing that perhaps a lot of traditional science tries to control nature and i think that this being a traditional science approach when it comes to aging let's see if we can fight the aging process and i just want to say look if if people were aging well do we think that it would be something to fight i think this whole approach of trying to fight something is only because 99 percent of people see something as see aging as something that they is bad is bad 
Yeah, that's right. Rather than actually seeing the beauty in it. Yeah, I, I think it's a really strange perspective. And I, I know that medicine is about, the, I mean, everything's drastic in medicine. It's like, oh my gosh, you've got a bacteria. Oh my gosh, there's a virus. Goodness gracious, you've got heart disease. Shit, you're depressed. You know, you've got all these sorts of things going on. Like medicine over dramatizes stuff and then makes things around about health scare. And so in this case, they're talking about aging as a disease. So it's a fight against aging or it's a fight against cancer or it's a fight against heart disease or whatever it is it's the wrong language to embrace well-being it's the wrong language to disengage fear and so again like it's this fear-driven approach to oh my gosh you better go and get some injected b vitamins into your bloodstream so you can reverse the cycle of aging otherwise you will die the reality is we're all going to die so why don't we just have a great time on earth and and try to get the most out of our life um, that, that's kind of where my head's going at the moment. I, I really think it's an unusual scenario that we face ourselves with with that language. So let's have a look at um, – well, let's just break down for the listeners where Professor David Sinclair is, is going with this. And, and again, this is all in the show notes. It's a one-minute video, which is really all you need to, to see. But we'll give a, a brief summary of it and then, I suppose, talk about some of the major points in there. But it first of all starts off with the discussion around uh, what's happening in the fight against aging, and there's, um, in terms of in that in that world, there's a um, there's a belief shared that infertility can be reversed, that the first person to live to 150 has already been born. That's 150. That's almost 28 years older than the oldest human being uh, on living record. Um, there's a belief that paralyzed people could walk again. Um, there's a belief that by injecting um, injecting uh, people with the blood of teenagers that they will be able to live younger. There's a belief that uh, women in their 60s uh, that can't have children uh, will, will be able to have children. Um, there's a belief that powerful medications can be created um, that are used essentially for organ transplants. Um, there's a lot of us, again, just I suppose approaches coming from the science world, which from 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 the outside looking in as a as I'm a not a non health professional, just an everyday consumer, it seems very much against the natural law of just the way the world works. Uh, that we are not just investing a lot of our money in, but we're investing our belief systems in, and that is what concerns me as someone, you know, passionate about helping people want to master the art of aging well. Well, me too, mate. And I just want to go back to like some of the theories that have been posited around um, anti-aging or disease modification or control or anything like that. And it seems that we're obviously only in the early days of kind of this development, but almost everything so far where there's been something introduced into the body that has been synthesized uh, through science or whatever else, if, if something's been synthesized, there's a downstream and an upstream consequence of doing that. Just because we discover something that may do something to the telomeres of the DNA doesn't necessarily mean that it's not doing something else to the body. We used to think that you could take as many B vitamins as you liked and it would be totally fine. We used to think you could take them in isolation. So you could take a B1 or a B2 and B3, whatever, um, and then we learned that you couldn't do that, that had upstream and downstream consequences. And then we thought that you could just take all of them together in large amounts. Then we learned that they, some needed to be activated and some, you know, could just be, you know, taken as they are. Uh, but we then since learned that you can't just do that either because it's not a blanket rule. Then we thought you could just take as much vitamin C as you like. But that also doesn't appear to be true and correct because different types of vitamin C have an effect in the body. 
whatever it seems, whenever we interfere and try to isolate things down to one simple molecule, we've missed the we've missed the big picture. In other words, we've simplified it so much so that we now have an upstream and a downstream consequence. It's the same for probiotics. We used to think you could take as many probiotics because pro means good as you liked. But we now know that if you take too many of one particular probiotic, you might actually develop an infection of the bacteria that you're actually supplementing with. So you could create your own dysbiosis imbalance. So uh, look, it concerns me that we might try to isolate what is the number one molecule for aging because I reckon we've got it wrong straight up. Well, this is interesting because a a part of this video that um, we're talking about here, which again is in the show notes, guys. So all you have to do is just click in the show notes and click on the link. But they're talking about this NAD molecule, which from what I can understand is some type of vitamin B derivative, which based on what you're saying, and apologies if you can hear the kids a little bit upset today here at home, but um, there's still, it's almost a, a an approach that is very much a, a mono type approach that this might be the magic molecule, this NAD molecule. Well, we've been looking for magic bullets for years, haven't we? Like we've been looking for lots of magic bullets. And you think about the magic bullets we've looked for. In fact, chiropractic used to be a magic bullet because when they first did chiropractic um, on a deaf person, he got his hearing back. And so we thought that we had the magic bullet for he- for, for, for deafness. deafness. <laughs> and, and, of course, that wasn't the case. I don't know if anyone's had their hearing restored. Maybe we've helped people with tinnitus or maybe we've helped other people with you know different bits and pieces. But it's definitely by no means a cure for anything. So, you know, we've looked for magic bullets. We thought that antibiotics were a magic bullet for life. Um, but we now know that whilst they've got an important role to play, they can also be hugely detrimental to the health of the human body. Um, albeit it might keep us alive for longer, there's definitely downstream and upstream consequences for taking antibiotics. We used to think the statin drugs would be um, the absolute quintessential elixir for life because you'd never get heart disease if you took statins. Well, we learned that they increase heart disease risk and stroke risk. So that wasn't going to work. Do you uh, remember thought, when – sorry, you're going. Yeah, that's right. We thought that saturated fat was the bad guy. We now think that saturated fat is the good guy. We thought the carbohydrates are fantastic. Then we learned that they're not good for us um, in, you know, in excess. And so every time we try to isolate and go down the path of one molecule or simplify it, make it easy, we've, we significantly stuff it up. And do you remember about 12 months ago when we were talking about um – our good friend Thea Padikos being featured on one of the Sunday night programs over here. The, uh, when they were over in Ikaria looking for the elixir of life, they then linked it <laughs> to the use of um, – no, they were talking about things they could be doing in Australia and the potential for metformin, the yes. diabetes drug, to be maybe that's the new answer to aging well. Uh, I know. Like I was actually – I played golf with a bloke the other day and he was talking about the role of metformin and how it's going to be unbelievably good. And, you know, and I think to myself, yeah, but, you know, you're talking about the – of the possibility that it may, you know, decrease the rate at which the telomere shorten, but it only takes into consideration the insulin component of aging. It doesn't take into consideration any other component of aging, such as alcohol or um, chemical exposure or fumes or 3M chemicals or whatever else could actually be contributing to aging. Stress, all these other things could be contributing to aging Lack as well. Of like again. Like exactly, you can just sit in the chair and take metformin. That's going to save your life. Yeah, right. So, it, it, well, for actually, me, it, as you say that, sorry, that vision in that video of that young twenty-year-old taking in this um, NAD, uh, you know, B vitamin derivative in Bondi. He's sitting down, 
the 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 irony, as I think of it now, is is it's disgusting and remarkable. He's sitting down <laughs> in a in a big yeah. like leather sofa. He's in his twenties. He's on yeah. his MacBook with an intravenous <laughs> needle in his oh, arm, no. as if like this oh, is no. the answer to aging. And he's and he's in his twenties, like he's in the prime of his life. Oh, no, and, worried about aging. And it's it's also concerning that if someone like, and again, this isn't personal to David Sinclair. This is just, he's an example of where the medical, I suppose, philosophy is at at the moment, is that if this is the, the model that they're going down, conveniently ignoring the power of movement, when you look at who the, pe- the people we interview on this podcast that are doing it well, the power of, of movement in their lifestyle, of social engagement, of fulfillment in their nine to five of of the way that they eat or, or really probably look at yeah the way that we've observed particularly in Ikaria, the way that people eat and how they eat not just what they eat you know their family relationships and all the rest of it it's it's mind-boggling you would think that in an age when we are so for want of a better term conscious that medicine can be so unconscious in looking at just one thing like a molecule in order to yeah. be the answer to aging in order to give one human being a lifespan of 150 years. I mean, it's sad that people are actually buying this stuff. <laughs> but you know, without with all due respect, what what people have um, subscribed to is a reductionist model of healthcare. In that, you know, the more and more you know about one particular thing, um, the closer you are to the secret. I suppose is 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 the model. So that's why we've got a specialist model. So we've got a general practitioner. Um, who then refers out to a specialist who who would then who knows a lot about a particular area but knows less about all the other areas and so um, their field of study becomes unbelievably good but just in one aspect or one area so it misses all of the other interactions so it's kind of like taking um, the approach that well I can just replace your heart or drop another one in um, and then there's ignorance given to the rest of the cardiovascular system I know that's simplifying it and that's not the case but it, it, what I'm saying is that the more and more you know about one particular thing, the less and less you can learn about everything else. And the same will go for this here. So this NAD molecule, I knew I'd heard of it before, um, but it, it's called nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, and it's involved in redox reactions. And so redox reactions is where the body transfers, or if you, it depends on what you what you read, but essentially they're saying that electrons are transferred from one um, chemical electron, uh, one chemical to another chemical. So you might have electrons jumping from a carbon atom to another atom um, and essentially creating what's called a redox reaction, which would um, basically slow down the oxidization or um, what's it called? Um, Oxidant reactive species. So that's, what's that called? Um, Help me out here, PC. Oh, you know, when, well, when you're talking about you, free you radicals. Take, take, yeah, free radicals. <laughs> oh, right. Big, free radicals. Yeah. I thought you were looking for some big scientific name. I'm like, uh, all I can give you is free, free radicals. radicals. <laughs> well, that's what they are. Like all these oxygen like molecules or these these particles that are floating around, um, they're basically just free radicals. And so this redox um, opportunity that the body, you know, uses up is is supposed to, um, you know, even everything out again. And so NAD is supposed to be involved in that so they think that if they can just give you some nad then you're going to better manage these redox reactions which is then going to decrease um oxidation processes and decrease free radicals it's kind of like going back to the old polyphenol 
um, you know, argument where we learned that polyphenols were an antioxidant and vitamin C was an antioxidant and vitamin A was an antioxidant, vitamin E was an antioxidant. So we, we thought that if we just kept on taking antioxidants, then we'd be totally fine. But there's elements of oxidation that actually have to take place because if we don't oxidize or have oxidization, then we don't actually kill off cells that should, in fact, be dying. So part of um, program cell death, which is apoptosis, is an oxidization process. And so if we're blocking that because we're putting in extra NAD, what's the downstream or upstream consequence of, of stopping oxidization in the body? Could it be that we start to grow things that we don't really want to grow? Uh, we're going to ask these questions. I want, to get, I want to get David Sinclair on the podcast. Have that question. I'll oh, ask just, him that. Just love. And again, I really want to be clear here. We're not being personal against David no. Sinclair. I have no doubt, from what I can tell, he's an incredibly committed man. He's been doing this for 20-plus years for his entire life. He's yep. The thing is, he's passionate about about finding an answer. We're having the philosophical debate about what is the philosophy that, that drives whatever it is that we're looking for. So I think it's really clear that we just have a very different philosophical view on what it takes to age well. But all of the, the questions that even this conversation raises... Um, would be a wonderful opportunity to to have a conversation with someone that just genu- genuinely sees the world differently to you and I. Um, do you think that? Can I just, yeah, you, go I on. just want to can I just elaborate on that. Just, yeah. I suppose a little bit more. When you look at the body as a bunch of chemicals, you, you haven't looked far enough. And you, do you remember the video, The Power of Ten? Loved it. Loved it. Me too. And for those of you listening to this out there and you're thinking, what the heck is the power of 10? Well, if you go and you search, and you search on the Google, the power of 10, you'll be taken to YouTube and there's a video done by IBM about 20-something years ago um, where it starts with a couple lying um, on a blanket, on a picnic blanket, um, next to the Great Lakes in Utah and or in Michigan. Michigan, yeah. And, you, and, and every second it zooms out by the power of 10. So it moves out by a centimetre, then it goes 10 centimetres, a metre, 10 metres, 100 metres, kilometre, et cetera, et cetera. So it keeps on zooming out to the power of 10. And then what it does is it zooms all the way back in and it goes in to the power of 10. And what you learn really quickly is that we're a bunch of um, electrons, which I think is really important. So we're a whole bunch of vibrational um, molecules within the body beyond the chemistry. So if we go beyond chemistry, we go into a quantum physics um, world or a quantum quantum physics element um, and understanding of the way in which the body works. And so if we stop at chemistry, we've missed out on a big picture. If we stop at the absolute, in fact, if we just stop at what we touch and what we feel, then we're missing out on a big thing as well. So let's not think that the body is just a bunch of chemicals. There's so much more to it than just chemicals. And so watch the power of 10. That'll help you build your philosophy. Watch this little, you know, clip with David Sinclair. You know, that'll challenge your philosophy or even might support your philosophy. And then, you know, there's more conversations to be had. And I think more than ever, like a conversation around this, and as you just said, this will just – develop the conversations that's what's important i think there's so much disempowered limiting beliefs around aging that the com- yep. the conversation gets stifled because people are so stubborn they don't want to change yep. their beliefs it's like no don't yep. tell me i can improve my life as i get older you know don't tell yep. me if you look at the, i think the reason why this probably gets us up is because we've interviewed so many people on this podcast that defy everything that 
that science is trying to, you know, unravel. We look at people that do age gracefully, that do have major challenges in their 60s and 70s, but go on in their 80s and 90s to actually improve their life. Um, we're not talking, you know, we talk about, you know, Ruth Frith, who was a bag lady for her daughter, Helen Searle, and at the age of 77 or 73 or something, she got sick of holding the bags and decided she was going to start at the Masters Athletics Club and went on to win World Masters Athletics gold medals in her 100s. Like, these are very unscientific, or what's the word? Like, they go against what science is saying. Like, people don't want, not everyone wants to stop aging. You know, aging is only wanting to be stopped by people that feel that as they get older, their lives are worse. Whereas yeah. there are there are a percentage of people, and it's definitely not the majority, there are a percentage of people that I totally see they want to stop aging because they don't like what they see in the mirror or what they'll be yes. seeing in the mirror in five or ten years' time. So Yeah, totally. Totally. You know. I agree with you. I but, agree with you. Yeah. The conversation is is um I think it's a it's a it's a wonderfully robust dinner party conversation over a glass of red wine, not resveratrol supplements from the red wine, but a, <laughs> a, a proper glass of red wine, um, yes. to really just bring out the the true beliefs of everyone at the table. But um, it's something you and I could talk about forever, forever, forever and ever. Um, and obviously, you know, you'll get the sense that what we're talking about is a philosophy here. It's not the science, and uh, we're you know exploring the science and interested in it. But it's difficult. It's really difficult to swallow. It's a bitter pill when you think that um, it could be reduced down to just one molecule. It kind of flies in the face of all the things that we've learned, um, you know, the last five or six years of doing um, this awesome podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll make sure we put the, the videos that we've mentioned here, the, the video about um, the power of 10 and the one uh, featuring most recently David Sinclair in this fight against aging. But more than anything, we, we invite you as listeners to consider where do you sit on this? Do you want to stop the aging process? And is and if so, is that because you don't like what you see for yourself in the next 5, 10, 20 years? Or if you mm. do feel that the rest of your life can be the best of your life, then do you genuinely embrace the aging process? And that's that's pretty much the foundation of our conversation here. And so we invite you to have that conversation with yourself and your family and your loved ones. You know, it's a great conversation to have with the people closest to you. So thanks again for your support of this podcast. Damo, thank you for your wisdom and for just going hard as a I and all of our listeners love when it's a hot topic. Thanks again for just <laughs> going for it. Um, oh it's a it's a joy to have these conversations with you and I encourage all of our listeners to go and find out more about Damo over at DamienChristoph.com. For myself, head on over to MarcusPierce.com.au and uh, we must say a big shout out to everyone that makes this podcast possible. Joseph Tomo, who does all of the editing for the podcast, Rosie Garner, who does our social media and to you, our loyal listeners, for almost six years of support. We can't thank you enough. Um, have a wonderful week, folks. Look forward to having your company on the next edition of 100 Not Out. And until next time, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.